millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. Before we unlock the ancient and present-day secrets of nerddom, behold, a paid advertisement for a product that may change your life. Introducing Comic Bento. It's one of those mail-away mystery box programs us nerds love so much, but this one is especially near and dear to our hearts. It's a graphic novel subscription service, and I'm not talking about a single book of the month. Comic Bento sends you at least $50 in comics every month, both major titles from superheroes set with, you know, awesome indies as well that you might have slipped by you, you know, when you're doing your comic pulling and all that. Things just happen. I- I've seen the recent releases, and these are quality books, people. Subscription starts at seventeen fifty a month, but we can do you one better. When you sign up, enter the promo code NERDY, and you'll get $5 off all new subscriptions. Whether you love comics or have always needed an excuse to let comics into your life, there's never been a better time than now. Head to ComicBento.com and subscribe today using the promo code NERDY to get $5 off. And you should also know that all Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, just visit NerdyShow.com. Here it comes. Wow. <laughs> welcome. I like to do the echo part. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, welcome to Nerdy Show. Hi, I'm Cap. Hey, I'm Doug. And I'm Boar. Oh. And I'm Jess. And she's Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of ands. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, welcome back to Nerdy Show. We're uh, we're resuming our regular schedule now after the holidays. Screwed with our brains, something good. You can hear Doug and I talk about that in a recent episode. Candid episode. Yeah, very very <laughs> candid, very raw, very real, scared straight kind of nerdy show episode. We yeah, all... that, that episode was actually hilarious because you were talking about me being in Baltimore and I was listening to it in Baltimore. <laughs> I was like, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty raw. And speaking of raw, we're actually going to try something quite raw this nerdy show. We're um, experimenting with a one-take show, as in no edits. So there's going to be some ums and so on. We we Back in 2009 when we were on the radio, we got real good at this and then we got super lazy in the years that followed on Nerdy Show when we turned into a podcast and could edit time and space so that we sound super awesome all the time. So, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but peeking behind the curtain, we're not always that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we cut a lot of stuff out. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes, we'll see how it goes. Um, we got lots of cool stuff to talk about. We're doing a microsode, that's where we talk about what you want us to talk about for 15 minutes, and the topic is uh, the new upcoming Deadpool movie, so we're going to be spending some time with that. Uh, there's some very strange experiments in human-animal hybridization that we're going to discuss, um, some other movie news, and uh, yeah, some comic stuff, as uh, as indicated by uh, by Comic Bento, the, uh, the ad you may have just heard. We hope you did. We'll talk more about that, too. Um, but, uh, but first, uh, let's talk about cool stuff we've done. Uh, who's done some cool stuff? Anybody want to pipe up and, and jump in here, first and foremost? Or I can go. 
Go ahead. What do you, what do you got? Let's see if yeah. we can top it. Start well, us off. Well, I um I, I didn't get the opportunity to spend Christmas with my family uh, in December, so I just did that. Uh, went down to South Florida uh, in Fort Lauderdale, um, where I'm from. And there's a few things. I, I love South Florida. I, I love everything about it. I spent, I, there's all, I've done most of the cool things to do in South Florida, but there are a couple things that were, that I've, I've known about for a long time that I haven't gotten to do. And I did one of them recently. I went to a place called Coral Castle. Uh, Doug's nodding because he, he knows all about this because I've gone on and on about this weird thing. Uh, Jess or Rob, uh, you guys, you guys know about this at all? I have no idea what you're talking about at all. Okay. Nope. Me neither. It sounds like a, maybe an amusement park that SpongeBob would go to. <laughs> This thing is a um okay it is it is on a lot of mysterious shows like unexplained shows right it's a building created by one man carved out of solid limestone in like i think the 1930s or something uh early 20th century and no one knows how he did it it's all massive walls massive shapes it is much like a castle there's like a huge moon carved out of solid limestone and like all these masonic symbols and uh, bizarre sculptures relating to a 16-year-old who let, left him at the altar in Latveria, or whichever one of those is, is not fictional. So wait, it's it's made out of limestone, and it's exposed to the elements, and it was carved in the 30s, and it's still around? Yeah, well, like, yeah. let's say Keystone, like, it's in, you know, in Florida, in especially southern Florida, the just underneath the, the, the surface, dirt, the topsoil, there's extremely hard stone made from compressed coral like ancient coral gotcha it's very dense it's very hard and obviously it can withstand the elements so um what this guy's done it's not an easy thing to do no one knows how he did it and there's all kinds of paranormal things that people suspect about this place because he was extremely secretive when anybody would ask him dude how did you make this he'd say well it's easy if you know how and be really cryptic he claimed to know the secrets of the pyramids um he studied electromagnetism so some people believe that he actually knew an ancient method of manipulating the electromagnetic field due to harmonic convergence that, or some other harmonic word, anyway, I've forgotten, but that allows him to actually levitate, albeit slightly, these massive multi-ton slabs of stone. There's, or he might be an alchemist. Or he might be an alchemist. Didn't you say that he, the construction also happened at night? He did a lot of stuff at night, yeah. So, yeah, so no one could even... What? They, they'd come by the next day and there'd be more stuff complete. Well, yeah. this isn't too weird to me, Jess, because in Florida, it's really hot during the day. You're not going to want to go constructing crap <laughs> that is true. during that's, the middle that, of the That day. is a great point. It's like, man, it's hot <laughs> out here. How did you ever that's get anything terrible. done? You just got to know how to build it. It's like you got to build it at night. It's the only way. <laughs> that might have been but a I mean, secret. But if you knew how to build it, does he not know how to keep himself cool then? I mean, why can't those secrets go together? It's probably hand in hand, just like it's you, you're you're maybe he's like a, a vampire from Elder Scrolls, like he's just better at night, like he's stronger at night. It's hard to cast a construction <laughs> spell and a keep cool spell at the same time. Everybody knows that. God. But yeah, it's it's a I really fail again. It's like this really bizarre sculpture garden with all these strange things relating to this girl who never married him and um and and it was a guy who who lived alone but had turned his home into an amusement park, like you could pay ten cents back in the day. And get to go inside and tour his home. Sounds pretty steep. Um, yeah, pretty steep. Yeah, totally. Um, it's fifteen dollars now. Um, 
but it, it was really neat. It's, it's on the convergence of a bunch of ley lines, you know, the the, the, the lines of ma- mystical energy that are, flow all over the, the planet and so on. It's like oh. right there at, at a convergence point for that. So Did there you have is, to get a dousing rod to confirm that? <laughs> there there are <laughs> tons and tons of speculation about how he did this thing, what he knows, and all kinds of stuff. It's it's the the fact is that for even even if there's a logical, like non paranormal explanation, no one does actually know how he did it. I went there mm-hmm. with John from Nerdy Show and he's convinced that it could be done with pulleys and levers, but um you know, no one's really offered up the the actual explanation for how it was done. Interesting. So it's Florida's very own Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. Except you know the who, I guess. Yeah, the who, but definitely not the how or, or not much of the why. Well, to charge 10 cents, that's the why. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll be able to charge $15. You're, you're mad, I tell you. <laughs> what about you guys? I don't got anything like top that. I played more Fallout. <laughs> the past week, not, not a lot has happened in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I can go really personal, I guess, and 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 be like, oh well, you know, I'm I'm dating a new girl, and okay, and and I had a really weird holiday where my mom flew down from Michigan and stayed with us. So that was really weird. How long have you guys been together? Like since. October? Okay. I guess mid-October. So was it weird like with that? your mom meeting her? That that part wasn't weird. It's just my mom's a really weird person, I guess. So We're going to have to qualify that. Uh, yeah. Well, if you go back and listen to some old episodes of Derpy Show, there's a segment called Text from Boar's Mom. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a whole segment. <laughs> Usually they involved like alpacas or like she raises alpacas and uh, she breeds animals. So she's basically lives on a weird animal farm okay four and... legs good two legs bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that so i i guess i just had a really bizarre holiday experience this time around so without going into too much detail that's a lot of what's been going on with me and oh and and uh something a little more relevant to the show i guess i i've been getting into destiny wow yeah, I wow. I'm not a console person, so that's probably why you are shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean like I'm surprised because around this ages. time I'm hearing people say, you know what, I'm falling out of destiny. Like they're like they're people who did start strong are right. around this time being like, you know yeah. what, I'm checking out. No, this all yeah, I fall- thought it was pretty much over. <laughs> <laughs> it ties back to me dating this girl because I've I've got a did PS4 over destiny? at her house. No. Okay. No, we actually met on Tinder. Now that you bring that up, that's that's also very interesting to explain to older people. <laughs> um, but I've got a PS4 over at her place, so I've been playing stuff, and everybody keeps talking about Destiny. You know, Trench and Tony are still going at it regularly, so Jeez, I'm like, really? I'm gonna get in on this Destiny thing, <laughs> and uh, I feel like you know Slowpoke coming in really late to the party. And <laughs> I only just got my to play Minecraft for the first time late last year really yeah okay that's that's weirder I yeah think. <laughs> no it is that's a little bit weirder <laughs> it is yeah. weirder but yeah. i i usually hate console shooters and i've i've been i've been enjoying it cool so yeah that's 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 what's been going on in Borland. what about jess land um not too much uh i guess so i'm also playing fallout um actually since that episode where i didn't have much to contribute because i hadn't played it yet because uh, my boyfriend was playing it, uh, and now I've gotten into it, and I see what the hype's about. So, 
that's a thing. I also painted pottery yesterday. So that I don't think I've done since I was 10. And so that was interesting. Was that like actually surprisingly fun? Was it one of those um, adult pottery activity places that I've seen? No, it wasn't. It wasn't like technically adult stuff. So what happened was my friend was visiting and we went to Berkeley so she could pick up. um, She was getting a new ring done um, uh, engagement ring that I guess then goes with your wedding band. I, I don't really know how that normal stuff works. adult pottery um, gives me some interesting ideas i kind of want to open know, up a right? place called sexy pots <laughs> where you come and sex craft pots. erotic pottery you can just call it sex pots like yeah welcome, there welcome you to go. sex pots yeah. <laughs> just come in and it's just all the patent pending yeah, yeah. we can get annie pots to be you the mascot like do the tv commercials man <laughs> come down to sex pots <laughs> <laughs> sculpt your pots into sexy shapes well, this, this place that you say that wasn't exactly an, an adult pottery place was there a sign that said no drug paraphernalia like no making uh, of drug no. paraphernalia no but there was a children's birthday party upstairs so okay then i guess know. it wasn't full-on Definitely. adult. Yeah. <laughs> what's their policy on making ceramic knives <laughs> <laughs> this one's tsa proof <laughs> it's like 3d printing but you with your hands <laughs> you can 3D print a ceramic gun. <laughs> I don't know if that one would work quite as well as the knife. No, just let him. Just let him go ahead. It's, like... it's got a little ceramic spring and everything. <laughs> Something else I did when I was in Fort Lauderdale was I went to a, um, I, I guess it's an, an art house movie theater that I hadn't been to. I think it opened just after I left home for college. A uh, place called Cinema Paradiso, named after the uh, the old Italian film, and it's a it's a church that's been converted into a movie theater, which is pretty awesome. And I saw a movie that's um, limited release. It's called Moonwalkers. Anybody heard of this? Sounds like Michael Jackson thing or something. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It's less interested. Go on. It's a comedy based on the conspiracy theory that Stanley Kubrick. Uh, directed the Moonlight. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> continue which is a great premise and an okay film um but it stars two great rons ron perlman and ron weasley ron weasley yeah rupert grint so it's done so it stars one famous ron (laughs) i don't i had to look up this guy's name i know one famous rupert (laughs) and it was written by l ron hubbard (laughs) it was written by a guy named dean craig um i didn't recognize anything on his list and the uh, the director was a first-time film director uh named antoine bardot jaquette but I did recognize something else he did uh, a couple years ago. He's the guy who did, remember the live-action Wacky Races car commercial from, like, France or England or something? No. It was, nope. It was incredible. It was, this, this, it was actual, like, licensed Wacky Racers with characters, but all the cartoon characters were rendered in horrific meldings of, like, live-action and CGI. Very well done. Very, very well done. And the movie was really well shot. Um, but it wasn't... It wasn't very tight. Like, the timing was kind of off. Um, Are we talking about the commercial or the movie? We're talking about the movie now. Okay. Switch gotcha. over to Moonwalkers. Um, I'm really stuck on this Wacky Racers live action. It, and you should be, because it's, it's the best part. It, Moonwalkers was, was okay. I mean, check if you have a chance, like, see it. It's not like Turbo Kid. We're like, see Turbo Kid. But Moon Race, Moonwalkers was all right. Um, I, I, wa- I wanted it to be more about Stanley Kubrick, but in fact, it's like uh, kind of a con job. Um Ron Perlman plays a, CG, C, a CGI agent, a CIA agent, who, um, in one of the many plot fallacies of the, the film, for some reason, they're trying to organize this Plan B recording of the moon landing 
with just seven days to go until the astronauts arrive seems like a terrible idea. There are a bunch of things that didn't make sense. Like, if this was actually real, they would not have done it this way. Like, they would have known, for example, that Stanley Kubrick was actually doing a press tour in Europe for 2001 a Space Odyssey and not actually in London where Ron Perlman was sent to go talk to the, his agent to buy his time. But instead, that enabled an opportunity for a conniving uh, band promoter to uh, use a mistaken identity in his favor and get his friend who kind of looked like Stanley Kubrick to pretend to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be more interesting to me if it was actually about like a parody of Stanley Kubrick, like Stanley, someone being they Stanley Kubrick. Have, the the guy know? who looks like Stanley Kubrick should have been out doing the press junket and the real Stanley Kubrick was working with the CIA. There were just that. Yeah. You know what? Just give me that one page of the script and I'll fix that. And then it suddenly, it, it had, it had a lot of potential and it kind of fumbled it, but it was still, it was really well shot and, um, and, and, and interesting that it exists for sure. Had nerdy elements to it, but yeah, it was yeah, just okay. with your glowing review. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go see that right away. Cap said it was all right. Yeah, you know, it, you could you could watch much worse things on a streaming service in the near future, probably. Like making a murderer. I don't know what is that. Yeah, I haven't seen. Is that have you watched any of that? I hate it. Oh, I haven't seen any. Every, of it. Like uh, everyone's at, raving about it. Yeah, everybody's talking about how amazing it is and everything, and it's uh, you know, like I was told at work. This is epic. You have to watch this by multiple people. And it was terrible. Huh. I couldn't I couldn't stand to watch even, it. About, so, so terrible even. I was halfway through the first episode and I was like, I, I can't watch this anymore. I continued to watch it, but I do not want to resume ever. Okay. Uh, it's pretty much just reasons? like it, it's filmed kind of like an episode of Intervention or like a really bad documentary. And it's not actually teaching you anything or entertaining you it's just giving you a bunch of information about how cops are kind of shitty and this person that they were framing is a little shitty but they're trying to make you really sympathetic towards them it's it's weird hmm. i don't understand the hype hmm bummer you guys want to talk about deadpool <laughs> yeah all right let's do that because that movie looks like it's gonna be amazing hell yeah all right, so I'm going to set the timer for 15 minutes uh, in a little bit. Um, but uh, this is, like I said earlier, a microsode. So that's where we talk about what you want us to talk about for 15 minutes. We've actually, for the time being, suspended new microsodes. They were formerly acquired via our Patreon. Um, we have a pretty substantial backlog. So we're going to take care of all that. We're going to nuke it out. And then you'll hear more from microsodes in the, in the future. But we have plenty to cover in the meantime. If you want to see a full list, well, there's a list over on the Nerdy Show forums. And we'll link to it on this episode's page. So right now, Jeffrey Lalone wants us to talk about the forthcoming Deadpool movie. I've got the timer set for 15 minutes. Here we go. So um, when I first heard about it, I was um, excited because I knew from you know many interviews in the past that Ryan Reynolds was so enthusiastic about being true to form Deadpool. But we all know he and everyone else got super boned in Wolverine Origins. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of a hard sell. Could it really work? But, man, like every trailer has just been further convincing me that this is totally going to work unless it's a big lie you know well not even just the trailers i mean just even all of like the marketing promos that they have done for it is just incredible like before christmas or like right after halloween they had deadpool talking to a group of kids that were cosplaying other superheroes and it yeah was just, that was great it was just awesome yeah i'm like i Ryan Reynolds has the character nailed. Like, it's such a beautiful circumstance of a diehard fan who's really got the character voice down, um, which is spectacular. And and the creative team 
seems like a good bunch for it. Like the guys who uh, who who wrote it, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, they're the guys who wrote Zombieland, which is a pretty decent fit for Deadpool. And the guy's directing it, well, he's the co-founder of Blur Studios. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. You should probably extol on the virtues of Blur Studios, Doug. You you're you're a big fan. Well, I, it's. I've been waiting for them to make a feature film, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing... Like, the, for anyone who's not familiar with Blur Studios, they basically did all the, the best game trailers that you've ever seen. Um, Star Wars stuff? All, basically, all of the stuff from Star Wars The Old Republic. They did the trailers for uh, Star Wars Unleashed 1 and 2. Um, they did uh, a short... They pitched, like, a short uh, for the com- uh, based on the comic The Goon. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to work on that with David Fincher, and he's like still apparently interested in the project. But it's it's still happening actually. And this guy Tim Miller, the co-founder, he's doing it. He's the director of that. Then when great. That happens. It's been a long time coming because they they put a little short trailer thing online like years ago. So that's cool that that's going to get made. And they've made a, like I think they made even a couple Oscar winning shorts before. But they mostly just do commercials and stuff. But all, and all the commercials they do are great. And in fact, a lot of the criticisms for a lot of games are, why wasn't it as cool as that trailer? So that, that tells you something about how, how cool it is. And I'm guessing then, then Blur was responsible for that, uh, early test footage of the Deadpool movie. Yes. That, that had Ryan Reynolds in it. And that's the one that got the internet. The internet blew up. And, uh, that's when they decided, okay, maybe there is money to be made with the Deadpool movie. Do yeah. you know if that's why they made the movie? From, like that there was enough hype from that or? From what I understand, that is entirely responsible for. I why didn't they, know if the decision was already made to make the movie completely. It, it's before unclear. That. There were murmurings that they leaked it on purpose to try to force the studios to concede. Right. That's that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it totally does. Because I mean, I'm sure the uphill battle for this was crazy. Um, for you know, and and Marvel, if it was up to Marvel Studios, they would have just done it. But it's not. It's Sony who owns the X Men rights, or no, Fox. It's Fox who has the X Men rights. And that's been, uh, you know, a problematic relationship. Obviously. Is this going to tie into the X Men film franchise? Well, yeah, it actually does. I don't know how, or maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. But they actually originally it has Colossus in it. But he, d- he doesn't trailers. look like the Colossus from the other X Men movies. He doesn't because uh, they didn't get the same guy. They asked him though, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know what that means exactly. But they did they did attempt to have the same Colossus as in all the other films. Mm-hmm. Um, take it that what you will. And I don't know if this film is going to directly reference the other thing called Deadpool and just be like, well, that was like a prototype or whatever. I don't, you know, maybe they'll just dismiss it altogether. And, and from the thing from Wolverine Origins, they might as well. Luckily, I didn't see Wolverine Origins. Mm-hmm. Oof. I was told that it was really bad, so I stayed away yeah. from it. A waking nightmare, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, so I, I've, I spoke with Daniel Way. He was at um, the, the guy who wrote Deadpool for... Well, a very long time. There's been a lot of folks with some good long runs on Deadpool, but Daniel Way wrote one of the more influential recent runs. He was at, uh, you know, we he's been on the show before, and we we go back a ways. But uh, he was at North Carolina Comic Con, and he uh, did some advising on the film. And the one thing he advised against was uh, doing the origin story aspect of it, which I, which you can see is kind of highlighted pretty prominently in the films that you see naked face, normal Ryan Reynolds become. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But from what I can tell, it looks like they kind of did it all right. Like as far as you could. I mean, I think they have to put that in the trailer because people people who don't know comics go, "Who the hell is Deadpool?" Like Deadpool? Like wasn't that a Clint Eastwood movie? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was. But, you know, for anyone who's not familiar, they're just confused. They're like this guy looks kind of like Spider-Man, but he's not and 
He's being a smartass. If anyone, like, still going into that movie doesn't really – is not familiar with Deadpool and he starts breaking the fourth wall talking to the camera, I think a lot of people are going to be like, this is not for me. Like, in the same way people accidentally walk into something like Les Mis and not know it's a musical. They're like, what the fuck? They just start singing? <laughs> <laughs> like, same people went into Sweeney Todd and they're like, what is what is this? Like, they're so confused. Or yeah. The, or the I people- mean, <laughs> I understand why some people would get frustrated for an origin story too, though, because – I know personally I get really sick of origin stories, especially Superman and Spider-Man. I never want to see their origin stories on film again. Ever. Mm. Ever. Yeah. But in a case like Deadpool, I can see where it would be probably necessary to do it once. He could poke fun at it, too. I mean, if it's if it's truly Deadpool, he you know can make it fun and fun. Yeah, I mean, he could break the fourth wall and tell it like a story or mm. something. The, uh, the overall plot seems to be... Uh... Just basic revenge deal. I mean, you don't need to have a heavy plot in Deadpool. You just need to have a good from point A to point B, and then all the jokes happen in the middle and party. So, so far, so good. Uh, weirdly, um, the girlfriend that's like kidnapped or whatever, um, her name's Vanessa, and that's uh, her actual like human name is the same name as um, a longtime girlfriend of Deadpool's back in the 90s, uh, who was the, the mercenary copycat who had like a mystique like pretending to be other people kind of power. I very much doubt that she's powered in the film. Maybe I don't know if that's a spoiler. It shouldn't be. It's pretty. I mean, there it's just out there. But um, they've they've got like supporting cast from like longtime Deadpool characters: Weasel, Blind Owl, Blind Owl, not Owl. Um, and the weirdest thing: um, any of you guys know the uh, the the young girl who's who's with Colossus in these trailers? She looked like they shed some kind of power going on. Was yeah. it is that supposed to be Scarlet Witch in a weird way? Like what I don't know who is it. I have no idea. The, I don't just you, did you, were you familiar with this character? No. I I don't know what inspired them to do this. And I, I'm I'm totally for it. This is a character called whose whose mutant name, self-chosen, I as you'll you'll assume, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. And this is a character who was basically introduced in Grant Morrison's uh, 2001 X-Men run, which was amazing, introduced and killed practically in the same breath. When all of Genosha was obliterated by Cassandra Nova's Omega Sentinels, this character died. And, it's, and um, Emma Frost, the White Queen, was real broken up over it. A telepath, huh. but like they're like, all right, well, we like the name Negasonic Teenage Warhead. We like the look. Uh, let's just go with that, sure. And now the character in whatever you know multiversal clusterfuck you choose to have this, uh, you know, connecting your brain has a second lease on life. Weird. Yeah, I'm for it. It's interesting, but um, you know, there it is. I've just been burned before, so I'm just like, hey, I'll wait, and, and if people say it's good, <laughs> I'll check it out. But I'm not going to be first in line because it's it's a, it's such a toss up. Yeah. With uh, with Fox and Marvel, I mean. Yeah, seen... In the past year alone, you know. Hmm. Have you seen the Deadpool billboards that have been going up? Like the funny billboards? The one that's like, this Valentine's Day, Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, th- that is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, that was real? <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that was they, real. Yeah, yeah, they made it out to be like a rom-com or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like normal human face Ryan Reynolds on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And then there's another one which confused the crap out of me, like literally. Uh, it's two emojis and the letter L, and it's a skull... <laughs> The poo oh, yeah. emoji and then the letter L, and it's supposed to be dead <laughs> poo old. But I stared at the thing like without context for a while, and I was like, skull shittle. Yeah. What? I thought the same thing. I was like, skull what? shittle? Skull crapple? Yeah. Mm. B- 
bone poople? Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I had didn't no get idea. It. Yeah, Confused yeah. me. Beautiful. I mean, they've been they've been handling this so well, and like, there's the the poster is like him like adjusting his belt with his like pistol, basically a, like a dick. It's this whole like crotch dick thing. I, I know. Don't... I know about the crotch dick thing. <laughs> I want to know what normal people think of this movie. Like, I think normal people are confused. Yeah, I, I really do. It's yeah. like, and I think instead of them. That's the thing. It feels like a half step. Where on one hand, they're like, okay, in the trailer, we got to say, I was once a normal guy. Then I had this weird operation. I had, then I was dying. And then suddenly I'm immortal. Now I got to save my girlfriend. But on the other hand, they're intentionally trying to confuse people with the Deadpool Valentine's Day. You know, it's <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, it's such, uh, have it, you seen the sweater poster? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I have not. It's, uh, him in a turtleneck sweater that says the word Deadpool stitched in it. It says, a new kind of superhero. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's so many mixed messages well, I mean, about what the... this movie is. Yeah. And then on the, on the normal people front, I mean, so it finally got its, you know, R, hard R rating, which is great. But now parents are coming together and be like, uh, can we get a PG-13 cut? Because our kids want to see it. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, yeah. I was looking for a tweet because one of the Deadpool something's tweeted back to that and it was hilarious but i can't find it to yeah, read it i've got it right here Aaron, oh Aaron tweeted it to me today uh, a woman named grace randolph uh, started this started a petition in honor of eight-year-old matt almost a thousand signatures to to see this this movie so there's this there's this twitter and i don't know if it's a it's not if it if it is official it's not officially official it's like secret official but it's been around since like, 2010 like guerrilla marketing official right okay. and it's at comedic merc um and there's several others. There's one for Copycat. There's one for um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. There's one for Colossus. They might all be the same person, or they might all be the Deadpool promotions team. But the reply to, to at Grace Randolph was, Dear little boy who wants to see my movie. No, you can't see it. It's for big boys and girls. <laughs> Fuck you. Your mom's a whore. Love Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. It's probably not official. <laughs> But maybe officially unofficial. I don't like. I don't even know if that. It's and, very and then, intense. It's very yeah. cruel. It's very not something anyone would officially do ever. But I don't know. I, the, but the, it's still funny. It is. It is funny. And the account is that account is doing quite a bit to promote the film. And I don't know to what end. You know. So it's interesting. And and I think that if that doesn't get the message across of like, no, seriously, stay the fuck away from this movie. Like, don't. Don't ruin our good time. Don't right. shit this up for us. Stay the fuck away. You're not entitled to a superhero movie. Yeah. It's maybe they need that uh, you know, that tough love. He did say love at the end. So, you know, it's like the kid can grow up, but we can never like get a better version of the movie if they make it, you know, all crapped out for the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. But so, it's like, but then why does the comic book stories have to have this rating? Like, would you take your kid to go see American Sniper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think kids don't want, kids aren't seeing the trailer for American Sniper saying, that looks like fun. You know, that's the difference. Of course, if it's for a rated R movie, they don't really show rated R movie trailers in front of other like PG or PG-13 movies. So where did the kid see the trailer? It must have been online. Then why are you letting your kid search random movie trailers online if he's eight years old? So you, it's like he's eight years old. He's not old enough. You, you, you don't think he's old enough to see a rated R movie, but he's old enough to search for his own shit online. So he's probably seen a lot worse stuff online than this pr- parent probably realizes. 
So I think. Hey, well, and, he promised and, to clean his room though if his mom <laughs> let him go. So. In summation, just let the kids see the fucking movie. Yeah, if he wants to see it that bad, watch it with him. Yeah, but you know, or or watch it first, then decide to go. But you know? proactive power mom, she's got a petition going, Doug. She's gonna go to change dot org and she's gonna get uh. her petition. I don't know what fucking petition service this is on, but either way, like you know, she decided that she had to protest uh, Fox Pictures. You know, and, and what was it? Protest or rather, just petition them. Say, hey, sure. please turn, please give us a PG thirteen version. You know, instead of rated R is bad. I just she's probably like, well, hey, uh, how about you just make a version for children. Is probably her, you know, her take I, that, on it. That would be nice. Admittedly, I did not spend the time to examine the mission statement of her petition. I'm just saying either way, parents got to, you know, I shouldn't talk. I, you but know, they also I don't, just I don't, don't, don't understand kid. as, you know, it, nothing's changed. Yeah, but. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, okay, that is that is time, and we will... This is not the last you've heard of Deadpool. I'm sure we're going to talk about it after the film has come out um, to, well, confirm that it is awesome or lament that it sucked ass. Who knows? Um, while we're on the subject of, of comic book things, so you, you no doubt heard the uh, the ad at the beginning of the, of the episode. We, we haven't done ads um, pretty much ever. Um, we've have, we have done, but we, it's not a, a frequent thing. And we're we're doing what we can to make sure that Nerdy Show is more sustainable. Obviously, we're kept alive via generous contributions from Patreon, one-time donations from you guys as well, and all the um, the the times that you go to nerdyshow.com/slash/amazon and follow our links to buy stuff on Amazon and give us that kickback because we're Amazon affiliates. However, the the main source of income for all podcasts, you may have seen lots of articles out there in the ether saying that well, you know, podcasts are booming. Um, market new medium yeah, you know, yeah and all that well i mean the fact is that it podcasts make money for people who are already established and the only way anybody makes any kind of like hardcore money um is either if they have i guess a, a bigger listener base than than we do or just that they have ads so whereas you, as you may have heard in other shows we are going to try to make these ads fun and funny and interesting and always like something relevant because i actually like, I didn't know about Comic Bento until they approached us, but I checked it out. It is a, it is a really good service, and I, and this is this is me doing an, an unsolicited additional, like, discussion about them. They 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 paid for the pre-roll ad. They did not pay for the mid-roll ad. Um, but I, I did check out the past couple months that they'd done. Um, back in November, their theme was Button Masher, so they had all video game-themed comic books. They, um, they had the first volume of Sonic and Mega Man Worlds Collide, that uh, crossover that Archie did recently. They had um, uh, Gail Simone's run on Tomb Raider based on the more recent comics, and Gail's an incredible writer. I always wanted to read that series and never got to. Um, and, uh, hell, my, my list here, there it is. Um, the first volume of Penny Arcade, and uh, Marvel's original Contest of Champions. But then uh, last month, December 2015, they went above and beyond. They're supposed to do about $50 worth of comic books. They did $100. Um, and the theme was throwback. And they interpreted that in a couple different ways. Everybody got a different volume of Marvel Masterworks. So that's like the earliest, earliest Marvel stuff. Like, it's like a full volume? A full volume. Oh, wow. Like a hardcover volume of Marvel Masterworks. I saw somebody got Captain America. Somebody got the Avengers. Somebody got Fantastic Four. Like It, was, it seemed to be completely random. Uh, the first volume of Youngblood, that old like Gen 1 image comic. Um Dynamite's Battlestar Galactica comic, but the one based on the original television series, and this is the big one, the deluxe edition of the Fifth Beetle, like 
swept so many graphic novel awards. Incredible, incredible book. Even if your interest in the Beatles is minimal, um, a beautiful, beautiful graphic novel. I don't even have the deluxe edition. Like that, it's that's crazy. It's like a fifty dollar book. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, and actually, um, if you're interested in the fifth Beatle, I interviewed the guy who wrote it, Vivek Tuari, for Consequence of Sound um, a couple of years ago when the book came out first. So, um, the link to that as well. Uh, but it's cool. January's theme is the gray area. So, like, heroes and villains walking the line between good and evil. And February's hasn't really been announced yet. That's what the subscriptions are for right now, is for February. And what I want to let everybody who's listening know is if this sounds interesting to you at all, you should totally do it right now if you can afford it. Don't save it for later. Do it right now and enter in that code NERDY. The reason I'm saying this is because, um, as of this recording, they've bought an ad from Nerdy Show and an ad from Flame On. If you guys act on it, we will. they will buy more ads from us. And if they do that, then we'll be able to get more revenue for doing more, sh- more shows, doing more cool stuff. Um, basically, the goal here at Nerdy Show is to, as candidly as possible, make as much money as we can from all these different sources so that we can become a full-time show. Because currently, I'm the only person in the entire network who does this full-time. So... That's a lot of me talking, but that's uh, I just wanted to, wanted to put that out there that you should totally if you're thinking about doing this, it is actually really cool, and you should do it now because that would be the most awesome for us if you did that now. Yeah, and even if you're not into comics, you can be like me, who's I'm not into comics, but I really like Japanese lunches. <laughs> <laughs> so this appeals to me too. Comic bento. <laughs> yeah, sounds delicious. I, I I worry that you might be a little disappointed. There's no like sushi rice. There's no uh, uh, salmon roe. I'm I'm sorry. Not but, even a pickled plum. Uh, boy, you just, it does come in a box though. You, you got it, man. Man, there's got to be a, there's got to be a comic out there for you. Why why don't you have never gotten into comics? Just a time thing or like what? I don't know. I just yeah. It's it's money. It's space in my house. There's a lot of reasons for me. Do you not have books? Sure, I have books. Comics take up less space than books. I guess, but if you want to stay, keep up with it, you have to like keep getting huge. Piles if you, see, if you just said, you know what, I don't really care for the medium because the pictures, like I don't, I don't story told through pictures isn't as interesting. But you're like, it takes up too much space. That's one of the reasons. It's not the only that's reason. The I also said, said, I also said it costs said, a lot of money. Yeah, that's fine. I used fair to blow point. a ton of money on comics. I actually used to be into comics. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I've got boxes and boxes of them from back oh, then, and okay. they're so still you're, keeping up a bunch of space. I got you. So you're like, you've turned a new leaf, and you're just sort of like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. What was it that that made you say enough was enough? Like, what was the comic that you were just like, you know what? That's it. I, I, I no more after this. This is too much. I don't think there was such a, a hard no turning moment. point like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more of a hmm. I don't. I guess just I one need... one too many that was disappointing, or one too many that was just mediocre. Yeah, you know, I, I had. Did uh, comics make you go into debt or something? It, you owed some some comic brokers big. I think <laughs> I think I stopped when I was around like fifteen, so it might have just been starting to drive. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Might have been. You're starting <laughs> to drive point. and then girls are starting to notice and you're like, wait a minute. There's a, I put the comic down. So, and for many and people, my attention car. went elsewhere. <laughs> for, for many people, the ability to drive increases the amount of comics you buy because you can get to the comic store more It depends. Often. It'll depend on your life situation. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I could walk to one. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, that makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we got to the bottom of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jess, this is, a, this is not something we planned for. Do, what's, what's your favorite book coming out right now? What's the best thing you've read recently, comic book-wise? The best thing I've read recently, um, if anything comes to mind. Uh, so I mean, so I just ran read Overture, which was awesome. Um, which is the the Sandman, yes. Uh, which was just which was really good. And then I mean, I've talked about it before, but I'm also still really digging Spider Gwen. I think they're still doing an amazing job with that title. Yeah, man, Overture is great. Overture, uh, if you're not familiar, is the it's the uh, prequel to Curtain Lights. But it's, it's actually the prequel. It's the prequel to Sandman. Oh. It's Neil Gaiman's, like, volume zero of Sandman. Okay. He had a story that he wanted to tell way back in the day and then solicited DC a couple times. DC was like, eh, you're expensive. Eh. And they're like, shit, we need a hit. Let's pay for that Neil Gaiman finally. <laughs> so it, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous Sandman story that um, eh, could make a little bit more sense, um, I suppose, if you need to probably have read most of Sandman for it to really connect, but it's it's good. Sin Sandman's good. So, so do that thing. Um, I got to sing the praises briefly of Secret War, uh, which fi- which just ended finally. It's, it's Marvel's big crossover event where Doctor Doom um, got the power of a god, and uh, as the uni- as all of existence, all the multiverse is about to be obliterated by the Beyonders, these previously established beings, beings of great power. He forged together what he could of the entire multiverse in a kind of like one flat earth of of multiversal uh, city states that he presided over as God for several years and told this amazing story across a bunch of different books. And uh, and then it finally ended. And it's it ended being the best comics crossover of all time and one of the greatest Fantastic Four stories ever told, perhaps perhaps the ultimate Fantastic Four story. Um. So, without spoiling it, check out Secret War when it's collected. It is bonkers. If, you, if you're just like, I like superheroes, I want to see a crazy big superhero story, there's never been one greater than this in the history of comic books. This is it. Like, the ultimate moment right here. Hmm. It's a mighty high praise. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, even Aaron Aaron and I are on the same page about this. So, like, we're, we're like, the, no, this is it. Like, the last 30 years of comics history with all the biggest crossovers, they were all bullshit by comparison to this. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to, I guess I'll have to read it. I'm still not in. Yeah, I, <laughs> I understand. It's a lot of pressure. Um, Sounds expensive. Well, it's it's you know, well probably probably won't know. be when it's a collection. <laughs> yeah. So things uh, we had some, we had some bleak times recently. Um, we had a lot of death. It's 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 been miserable. Um, we lost David Bowie. We lost Alan Rickman. Hmm. Both in. I guess uh, 69 is the new 27, you know, the 27 club of all the, the young artists who, who die, and 69 must be where if they didn't get you the first time. Like, 
the second time. And apparently know. of uh, liver cancer too. Same same thing. Yeah. Fuck really? That. Yeah. I didn't know yep. that. I mean, with Bowie, I think the liver cancer was rumored. I don't know that it's been confirmed, but that's that's the only official note. Um, we also lost Angus Scrim, the tall man from Phantasm at the ripe age of 89, admittedly. And, of course, Lemmy from Motorhead. Uh, and with, with that, uh, Nintendo actually confirmed that Lemmy Koopa was actually named after him. Huh. Which I, you know, oh. I, I, I wouldn't have suspected, honestly. I, I, I know there aren't many people named Lemmy out there, but I just yeah. wouldn't have thought. <laughs> it's one of four people he could have been named after. <laughs> <laughs> The other three aren't famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Bowie thing hit pretty damn hard for me. Um, as if if you follow any of my work with um, the music website Consequence of Sound, I I do a lot of the work pertaining to David Bowie. Like I've made all their the larger articles ever pertaining to him. I've researched his entire life. I know pretty much everything about him. That well, okay, it's not that extreme, but but. I, I, I love Bowie. I know a lot about Bowie. It's, it's I have been processing this like I would somebody I actually knew. It's been pretty difficult. Um, uh, if you're going through that too, I, I did I did write a piece um, that, uh, for better or for worse, uh, helped me reach a certain amount of catharsis. Um, and actually, Mark with a C and I are getting together, and the episode that we release next week is probably going to be Mark with a C and I talking about the life of David Bowie, just a an open-ended chat, no real agenda, but um, both he and I, we uh, we got together um, back when he was doing the show, The Real Congregation on Nerdy Show, and we uh, we recorded a massive uh, over two-hour episode discussing just one David Bowie album. Our favorite work of his, the concept record Outside, which is a um, basically a cyberpunk noir thing. Um, it's great. It's amazing. Um, and if you want to learn that whole story and everything i actually re-listened to us us doing that recording um and uh enjoyed it a great deal because i'd forgotten most of everything we said it was a good time um yeah so that's been it's been it's been lame um all these deaths i think this happens in january a lot does it I think so. I think I think it's the, like happy new year everything sucks all the time yeah <laughs> I, I remember yeah. this happening before I don't remember who or, or what the circumstances was, but I feel like this may have even happened last year as well. Um, oh, and February, like I think it was February of 2014 is when Harold Ramis died. Hmm. And then I'm trying to think of what happened the next year after that, but there was, there, there was another one. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it always is just in time for the Oscars to do their in memoriam <laughs> montage. It's uh. like, God damn it. Couldn't you have just waited a little longer? But. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Um. I actually something you, you, that you listeners might might not know is that um, currently the the job that uh, Trench eighty eight, our community manager, holds is he works for a funeral home, and it is actually true that more people die during the winter. Like not not of being out in the cold. Um. Yeah, that's not really relevant here. No. Uh, it just sort of yeah. happens. Um, but but I asked him, like, wait, even in Florida? This happens even in Florida? And he's like, yeah. Huh. So something about the, the time of year, uh, the change in weather, because we do you know have some weather changes. It does get cold on occasion. Yeah, I mean, people do get sick a little bit more when weather changes. So, mm-hmm. like, we, we really are Mother Nature's bitch still. Like, that, it gets it gets cold and people die in, in higher numbers than average. It is the season of death. 
and 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 coincidentally coincides coincides with Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Um, so, other stuff to talk about. Let's, yeah, thanks for bringing us down, Kat. Yeah, let's, 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 talk <laughs> yeah. About the, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about a future where where all of our beloved pop culture icons can get their livers replaced by livers grown just for them inside of a pig. Oh, boy, here we go on this thing. Okay, <laughs> you gotta all right, explain this, because when you told me about this earlier, I was just like, What? <laughs> He's a real scientist talking about this. This isn't like something out of a out of a Far Cry video game. Did something new happen? Because I I heard about this like a long time ago. Um, I guess it's sort of taken a different turn. This is um, the the subject is human animal chimeras, and this comes from uh an article published by MIT Technology Review called "Human Animal Chimeras Are Gestating on U.S. Research Farms." So they have been for a little while, but not not for very long. And and what they're doing is they're they're basically growing human organs inside pigs and sheeps, altering them uh, with uh, adding human cells to animal embryos in ways that could, emphasis on could, blur the line between species. This is using stem cells. Um, so, and, and, the, and the department that's, that's really looking into this a lot is uh, the National Institute of Health, or NIH. Um, they, they said recently... They would not support studies involving such human-animal chimeras until they'd reviewed the scientific and social implications more closely because they're worried about the chance that animals' cognitive states could be altered if they ended up with human brain cells. The fact Hmm. that we even have to start asking those questions (laughs) is a little scary. It's like if you reach the point where you're about to inject something and you go, wait a minute, if I put this in this animal now... It might get human brain cells. It's like, is that still is that when you're on that precipice? Is precipice is 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 that legal? I like, th- is is that legal area still? Like, when does it become illegal? Well, in the United States, not there just yet. Um, there's there's some there's one guy who actually left Japan because they were more restrictive of this than we are, which is surprising. We, uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> scary. <laughs> From the land that just will slaughter dolphins, yeah, like, like nothing. Wholesale slaughter, yeah. They're caring about something that they're doing with pigs. Yeah, human uh, human animal animal hybridization is much more frowned upon in Japan. Huh. Well, I mean, if you think about it, this seems like the start to an anime. So they could have just been like, "We've grown up with like weird shit like this on our TVs." So, nah, stay away from this. Movie. Oh no, See? we've seen this one before. <laughs> yeah. I don't think of uh, anime so much as the Isle of Doctor Moreau, like <laughs> the the worst possible version of that. You know? Well, funny you should say Island of Doctor Moreau. A quote from the NIH ethicist David Resnick says, "We are not near the Island of Doctor Moreau, <laughs> but." Science moves fast. The specter of an intelligent mouse stuck in a laboratory somewhere screaming, I want to get out, would be very troubling to people. So Secret of Nim and Isla Dr. Moreau is what he's really saying. And this is coming from the NIH, which is just one letter away (laughs) from N-I-M-H. The Secret of Nim. Nim. (laughs) Which I might add. We we've now mentioned Secret of Nim two episodes in a row. Yeah, that's, all right. that's true and but, weird. But we're talking about animals learning and getting gaining sentience. And... Well, if it makes you feel better, even though that their brains might become like more uh, close to a human's, their vocal cords wouldn't. So 
if they were stuck in a cage thinking I need to be let out, they wouldn't be able to express it properly. So if that makes you feel better, yay. That actually makes me feel so much worse. Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> well, but a- as we saw in Secret of Nim, they, they might not be able to communicate that to us, but rats, man, they can get out of a cage no problem. If they're smart as a human, they'll figure it out, they'll get out, and they'll form some kind of crazy subterranean cult beneath a farmhouse. That that could definitely happen. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, and that is not the only crazy quote in this article. Uh, for example, the guy who emigrated from uh, Japan to the United States, uh, this, this fella, he... Um, He's actually been using his own cells for the experiments. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> they're all related to him. The, the human cells they're working with are called IPS cells, which are made from skin or blood that's been chemically reprogrammed. And he's been using his own because recruiting volunteers involves too much paperwork when injecting cells into animals. So it's just more convenient. Oh, it's going to say da-da. <laughs> <laughs> And it's gonna be like that scene in Alien Resurrection where uh, Ripley, the Ripley clone, me, yeah, <laughs> opens the door and it's just all these other mutated versions, but it's all them. Um, and, and my favorite quote: uh, Pablo Ross, a, a veterinarian and developmental biologist at the University of California. We're a long way from Alien Resurrection, but you know, science moves pretty quickly. <laughs> and there's a lot of like, there's a lot of well, Kevin just keeps doing this, that, but this <laughs> would or this naming. could. Just, when you keep referencing movies of science abominations and saying, well, it's not that, but maybe someday. It's like it's like someone developing teleportation technology. Be like, well, we're a long way from Star Trek, but the fly is pretty close. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So uh, Paulo Ross says, my view is that the contribution of of human cells is going to be minimal. Maybe 3%, maybe 5%. But what if they contributed to 100% of the brain? What if the embryo that develops is mostly human? It's something that we don't expect, but no one has done this experiment, so we can't rule it out. These quotes are bonkers. Why are they even saying these things? They're all being like, there's no chance of this, but. It's like they're trying (laughs) to shoot this industry in the foot, because this is the best chance people have. For tailor-made organs to, to fix organ failure. This is the best chance they have. And this fucking article is full of the boogeyman. I guess they just want to be able to say, we told you so, when the animals rise up. I don't know. <laughs> you weren't patient for the 3D printed organs. <laughs> you had to have it now. It's like, yeah, well, I'm dying. I, I, need, I, need, I need my organ now. Yeah. And you can't even eat the bacon because it's part human. Oof. It's a weird situation, guys. Just turned into I am legend. It's not my fault. I, they're not even letting these animals come to term. Like right now they're they're injecting the cells. They're like they're like, okay, cool. We 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 kind of made a baby. Alright, so we're gonna kill the baby. And now we're gonna test see did it work? Okay, it looks like it kinda worked. Like that's, oh, man, that's this, weird. They're, they're, they're... So it's like high school science class. Yeah. Kinda. So I mean they're cutting up fetal pigs. Yeah, it's grizzly work. This is you know, yeah, know. it looks like they're allowing them to de- develop for 28 days, and a pig is normally born in 114. So it's like, oh, let's open it up, see if there's a human organ. And nope, well, we failed again. Let's try again. But there's, um, I mean, they're out there. They're they're growing. They're getting killed. They're growing some more. I don't know. And it's it's a very weird conversation. Um, but animal testing is always a weird conversation to have. 
Whether it's... Why do you keep bringing us down, Cap? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, you know what? Everyone dies. Everything's dying. It's winter time. Everything's dying. Let's move on to a better topic. You know, animals die too. <laughs> what if? What if their deaths were totally meaningless? What if we were trying to save lives? But wait, it gets worse. Because... We're killing them, yeah. and here's why. Yeah. Because we're still dying, and we're trying to solve death by growing organs inside other animals. How do you want to fix this, man? Where do you, where do you, where are we going next? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Tell tell me about some new game that's coming out or something. Oh, Pocket it'll... Morty, ah, where, where you where ah, you enslave ah. innocent children and uh, from and all, the... from all the different dimensions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's already out. I was hoping for a new release thing, but we can talk about Pocket Mortys. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Pocket Mortys for for the uninformed. Pocket Morty is a new free game on your mobile device that is basically Pokemon, but Rick and Morty. You... I thought it was a joke. Yeah, when they first started teasing it, they had like these animated pictures, and I was like, "Ha! It looks like Pokemon." And then, like <laughs> a little bit later, they were like, "No, this is a thing." And then now it's a full-fledged Pokemon game that you can play. How many Mortys do you have? I think I've only got about five or six Mortys. I haven't been playing it a ton, but wow, is it a nice way to like throw away a little bit of time, or yeah. a lot of time, what, what or, a lot, or a lot, or a lot of time. Yeah, what? what I love about it is it's um so you play Rick and you're sending out your Mortys to fight each other. And like I get into the mindset of Rick if like my Morty like screws up. So if my Morty misses an attack or if he faints, I'm like, oh god, Morty, you're so useless. What is what is wrong with you? <laughs> and but then you think like, oh, I'm making this child fight other children. And then you get Mortys being like, Oh, why are we doing this? <laughs> it's just it's, but it's the crazy. premise for the game is that there are infinite dimensions and therefore infinite Mortys. And these Mortys are being captured throughout various dimensions and being reprogrammed with chips that you inject into their neck so that they think that you are their version of Rick. So that's why they follow you. Instead of the Pokeball. Yeah, you don't capture them with a Pokeball. You put a chip in their neck. Yeah, and they follow you around. I guess that really is the best way for you to see it through... Rick's perspective that Morty <laughs> is just dispensable and useless and you know there's an infinite it's just but he still cares about your Morty more than the rest of them true but to, to him even even the idea that the rest of them are just as infinitely useless and 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 disposable I've, I've yet to play it I saw LaForge play it he had a um, yep. an ancient Morty like a super ancient Morty because he had two elderly Mortys and he merged them and there was like ancient <laughs> <Morty>. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to play with the merging thing yet, but I've got like Phantom Morty. Uh, there's like Scruffy Morty. I saw a Spooky Morty, which was basically Morty with just a sheet over him. Yeah, I saw him merge. I saw him merge three-headed Morty and another three-headed Morty, and it turned into like multi-headed Morty, which looked like something out of the thing, where it's just body parts all over it. It was pretty ridiculous. And John and Kristen are playing it, and one of them has a has a Cronenberg Morty. A Cronenberg uh, nice. Morty, yeah, like because in huh. I guess you haven't seen this episode. There's a, there's a, a a world that Rick classifies as Cronenberg world where everything's just body horror. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Brandon's been been sending me Mortys he's got. He has um he has a Mystic Morty, which is a Morty who kind of looks like this like freaky Doctor Strange kind of like Enchanter guy with a mustache, like a Vincent Price mustache. And he had a Veiny Morty, which is a Morty without any skin. <laughs> uh, kind of like a pink fleshy Morty, um. So like, let's say an upper epidermis, epidermis, and he evolved into no skin Morty, which is full blown like muscles and tendons and shit. Wow. And um, 
Kristen, uh, she had a Mermaid Morty. Mermaid Morty. Yeah, and Mermaid Morty, <laughs> I guess, evolved, maybe, question mark, into reverse Mermaid Morty, which is fish head on the top, boy on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I saw a Luchador Morty, and uh, oh, what else was there? I have various levels of homeless Mortys. I like Vagrant really? Morty or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll, and there's Hippie Morty. There's Mustache Morty. There's some sort of a floating fetal Morty. There, there is a... Oh, I have that. I have the Test the test X1 Morty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen... I, there's there's a One-Eyed Morty and a Cyclops Morty. There's also Morty. a No-Eyes Morty. Yeah, there's a No-Eyed, too. I wonder how if you mix the, two, the Cyclops, the One-Eyed, and the No-Eyes. Does that make a regular Morty? <laughs> I got a... <laughs> I got it a blip, blips and shits coupon, and uh, that's 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 how the game makes its money. If you want to buy these coupons, but they also will on occasion give you these and let you just randomly get a, a little gotcha ball full of crap. And man, I got so much good equipment out of there. But I also got a Morty. I got a gaseous Morty. Nice. And it's this like green fart cloud of a Morty with two little eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the I game got that a he played? Morty out of it. What was the game they played at Blitz and Shits? Is, is Joe or something or Dave? What was it? It was, it was some regular guy's name. I think yeah, it was Dave. Oh, I, th- I think it was if it was something to Dave was like the sequel game. Oh, that that's came right, out. that's right. Was it Bill? I don't remember. I can't, why can't I remember that? Says, he's taking him off the grid. You know, he's burning his like. His, his he doesn't security. have a social security yeah. number. <laughs> I want to see the mobile version of that. Really. <laughs> I loved how Morty was like traumatized by that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got I, I, out of it. my like, wife. What? <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so so good. And yeah, yeah. Uh, pop- you beat cancer just to go back to the rug store? Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh man, it's so good. Um, so uh, this is basically wrapping up Nerdy Show. Um, this episode. Thanks for listening. Tell us what you think about this uh, slightly altered new format. Um. Got to give some shout-outs to people. Got to tell you about some cool stuff before we go. For one, our State of the Empire coloring contest is still ongoing. So that how many, is... How many contestants now? Two. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Uh, so it's not so a sure thing are... anymore. Anybody could get it. <laughs> Where are you saying, Jess? I'm saying your odds are good. Get yes. In. Yes, your odds are very good. Here's oh, how they're this not works. as good as they were before. <laughs> they, when it was just one person? <laughs> well, there's three, yeah. there's three prizes, so... If there's two, there's yeah. still one open spot. Yeah, but you're not guaranteed the grand prize anymore. Or well, it's not a 50-50 shot. Technically, they're all the grand prize because the first place gets to gets first choice is how it works. Mm, each each prize pack. pack you want. I don't want no sloppy seconds. <laughs> Here, here's, here's what this is. State of the Empire is our Star Wars speculation podcast where we look for news in Alderaan places. And we turned... Oh, our... it's that planet they blew up. Yeah, that's the one. Ah! <laughs> I bet Princess Leia would find that in very bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, we, we, one of our, our recent pieces of episode art, I composed entirely out of um, illustrations from coloring books. You go to nerdyshow.com slash S-O-T-E contest, that's State of the Empire contest, or nerdyshow.com slash Star Wars. Go, go, to this, go to the contest page. And you can download the image, color it in by any means. I'm talking digital, I'm talking crayons, whatever you want, girl. And we have prize packs that are all outlined on this page. Classic 1990s Star Wars uh, Micro Machines play sets, the transforming heads. In full full runs of the recent Marvel Star Wars comics, everything so far. 
and uh, uh, Jar Jar's Party Pack full of all kinds of Star Wars ephemera from uh, like a lot of Taco Bell toys from uh, Special Edition in Episode 1. Um, the the infamous uh, Chewbacca notebook that uh, <laughs> helped... Kind of spoiled. Yeah, kind of you know? spoils the very end of uh, Force Awakens to, uh, to anyone who is looking closely at it. Uh, it's, it's interesting stuff. It's some good stuff. Check it all out there. Nerdyshow.com slash S-O-T-E contest. For some reason, no one is playing this game. No one wants to win this, uh, aside from two awesome people. So, uh, you, you must compete against these two awesome people. Just throw down. What, what do you have to lose? Nothing. Jump can, in. Can hosts play? Unfortunately, no. Nah. Yeah, cause I. Otherwise, I would take the prize from you guys. This, this includes the, uh, the Lando comics, right? It does not. Oh, it does not? <laughs> it does okay. not include the Lando comics. I'm sorry. Uh, you should go out and buy the, buy the Lando comic. Uh, I think it comes out comes out like late January, early February. It's the best fucking Star Wars comic you're ever going to read. I like it so much. I'm not giving it away. You cannot <laughs> okay. touch my Lando. All right, comic. so that okay. So you you're you're holding on to it for yourself. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I I no no. There are some things I will not give away. That's one of them. That's for me. But but the entire full run of Star Wars and Darth Vader up to the conclusion of Vader down. I mean, there's some books in there that That's are worth a lot, though. that are worth tens of dollars. Yeah. What? So, yeah, and altogether, and we're giving I don't even this know. stuff away. Yeah, we're giving all you gotta it do away. Just color it in. All you gotta do is color the thing. Yeah, not much to ask. Uh, all right, so awesome people have contributed to us. We're an entirely listener-supported podcast network. If you like this show, if you like any of the shows in the network, we run a Patreon. We have one-time donations. If you shop on Amazon, you probably do. All you got to do is follow our affiliate links to Amazon. Anything you buy on there, add in your cart, and then check out. A percentage of that will go back to us at no extra cost to you. Go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon to do that. Actually, we just found out about something really cool. Uh, Jess, you want to take the reins on this? You want to tell them them the cool thing Amazon is doing that they can totally take advantage of with with us and them? Yeah, totally. So... If you sign up for Amazon Prime, or if you already have Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon is now giving you 20% off uh, all pre-release games and new games. And they're classifying new games as ones that have been released in the last two weeks, I believe. So it just comes with your Prime membership. You don't have to pay anything more, and you automatically get 20% off all new games, which is pretty awesome when i first heard about this i thought it was like a one-day sale that they were doing so i put like a bunch <laughs> of games in my cart, <laughs> and i was like ready to spend like a couple hundred dollars and then <laughs> i looked into it a little further and i realized that it was just going to be like that and i was like oh i can i can calm down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i did get really excited about it at first yeah, if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, basically, uh, Amazon is going crazy. So it can be, it'll, it wants to be the way you get video games. And if it is the way you get video games, you should totally click through from nerdyshow.com slash Amazon to do it. Now, here's another thing I found out. I was digging around. I was like, is there anything we can do as affiliates to get kickback based on Prime memberships? Can we do that? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, we can get $3 for visitors who sign up uh, to who become Amazon Prime subscribers. So if you follow our links and want to subscribe to Amazon, they'll just straight up give us $3. And if you, as an Amazon Prime subscriber, or even, probably you don't need to even be subscribed, but if you gift Amazon Prime to somebody using our purchase links, we get $5. Huh. So if any of those things are of interest to you, it's all the more ways that you can just do what you're normally doing and inadvertently support us as well. It's super convenient. And um, if you bookmark the, the the special URL that we have on our Amazon page, 
then that's an easy way to always go to, let's say, let's call it the correct version of Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> the best version of yeah. Amazon.com. Now, uh, like I mentioned before, you can do one-time donations on Nerdy Show. If you go to nerdyshow.com slash support, there's all the information for all the different ways to support us. I don't want to inundate you with repetition here, but um, but it's easy to do. There's all kinds of different ways you can support if you can just do it one time, if you want to subscribe on Patreon. If you do one time, we'll give you a shout-out, and you can tell us stuff to say. So here's what's up. we got to give a shout-out to Owen Viao, who supported us, and also Jesse Skipworth, who supported us via one-time donation and said... Love the D&D podcast with all the intense pickles the gang gets into. Keep it up. Thanks so much, Jesse. And we are doing our damnedest to bring D&D back soon. But here's the deal. Colin's having a baby, and it's probably coming this week. So he's our chief editor. He plays Barty. And uh, we're a little bit tied up in that front. <laughs> but um, but uh, we're going to bring it back ASAP. And when it does, it's going to be on a more regular schedule. Can we find him a babysitter? Uh, maybe, maybe if like if would if, he be willing to let a babysitter donate now to baby? contribute to the babysitter fund? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's no joke. I'll, I'll you know if we have if we can afford it, I'll do whatever it takes, whatever <laughs> it takes to get that that show produced. So just just putting that out there. Name your price, Colin. <laughs> like, to abandon your child and get back to work behind a desk. <laughs> we have some new patrons as well. These are people who are subscribing to to us on Patreon at different at different tiers. Uh, we got to welcome Scott John Harrison, a.k.a. Shaded Sprider, longtime Nerdy Show fan, joining the Patreon fold. Right on. Uh, who, as a $10 and up subscriber, is entitled to a monthly shout-out, and he says, Greetings to Nerdy Show from jolly old England. Glad that after three-plus years of listening to the show, I can finally support you guys. Raising a glass the second year of State of the Empire, watching more stream team, including impromptu Lightning Dogs discussion, and concept art, more nerdy theater, since I'm supporting Scott and Brian, more Nuts and Bolts. So uh, Nuts and Bolts is our behind-the-scenes show for the Atomic Robo comic book, and we've uh, been off the air with that for a while, so we hope to bring it back. That's the next milestone we're working towards, um, bringing back lots of different shows by be- being able to officially pay editors because we are a very grassroots program here. We're recording out of a spare bedroom. That's just how, how we roll. We sound real classy because we like to keep it classy, but... But... We're pretty damn lo-fi. Um, a spare bedroom that doesn't even look like you could fit a queen in here. You know it. Yeah, it would be. It would be really hard pressed. This is this is like a college dorm size, maybe smaller. We're know. really jammed in here, is what I'm saying. Yeah, jammed. We're we gotta wang jangle our way out of this one, guys. Uh, we also give a shout out to Ben Weatherall, Cash Forge, Justin Venegas, and Jameson Lalone. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so, so much. A tip of the hat to all of the new patrons. All of you. And in fact, in fact, actually, I'm reading this. I did, then all these, these things didn't coincide. I didn't figure it out in my brain meat. Wait, wait. Weird. Okay. He had one okay, of them so, pig-grown brains. That's why. J- what? <laughs> Jameson Lalone, are you of any relation to the other Lalone who requested the Deadpool discussion? Jeffrey Lalone? Do we have a... Are you unrelated? Is this like a... Are you related? I don't write in. Let us know if you're related. Maybe this means that people are telling a friend. Maybe so. And I want to emphasize that. Uh, if you can't support in any way financially, there, that's fine. That's so fine. There's other ways you can help us out. Telling a friend is the best way. If you're on Reddit or or if you frequent any kind of social media, recommend us. There's all kinds of Reddit threads. People subscribe like, on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. Um, people ask, hey... Uh, I, I need, I'm looking for this kind of a podcast and just, you know, throw, throw any nerdy show stuff out there. We do so many different shows. There's 
probably a recommendation. It's for bound anybody. to be something. Yeah. Or um, review on iTunes. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, it Rumor has it, and I don't know if there's really any truly substantiated uh, information on this, but rumor has it. Everyone seems to think, and I'm pretty sure this is true, that if you rate and re- if a show is rated and reviewed on iTunes, it is just more likely to show up in iTunes searches, and that can mean more new people listening to the show. So if you like us, if you like this program or any of the programs on on the Nerdy Show Network, the network has a feed on iTunes. Every individual show has a feed. Do what you have time for. But if you rate and review us, that is one of the best things you can do. So I'm told. I'll- I can confirm as I teach people mobile development and that's also how amazon or how apple's uh, app store works so okay well that makes sense then it's probably the same cool i want to give more one more thing one last thing okay and then i'll shut up we have a store sometimes people don't know we have a store so i just want to point out we do have a store on nerdy show there's a link on the top of the page you can go to nerdyshow.com slash store and get there we've got all kinds of products if you want to rep nerdy show out in the world we have stickers they're high quality vinyl stickers two dollars a piece we have them for Nerdy Show and Dungeons and Doritos, and also we have shirts. There's an independent shirt store. We have we have to kind of keep things separate because we're we're doing print on demand shirts at Amazon now. They're very very high quality. This enables us to not have to spend a ton of money uh, ordering a whole stock of shirts and then mailing them out. This means everyone is made just for you, and the transfer process is great. It really 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 holds up. This is not bullshit iron on stuff. This is yeah. quality shirts. I've seen quality from the early days of Cafe Press. Up through Zazzle and up to this, this is by far the best quality that I have seen. Like, we did those stretch tests and the wash tests on some of them. You would think it's screen printed. Yeah. Um, so we have a shirt store. It's got all kinds of shirts there. Uh, all sorts of Dungeons and Doritos shirts, Nerdy Show logo shirts. We've recently added two Friday Night Fan Fiction shirts. So if you're a fan of that show, check it out. We have two designs, both one that's Game of Thrones inspired and also one that's their show logo. So check those out, um, and uh, and all fun proceeds to those shirts go back to that show. So yeah, I think that's the that's the gist of it. I've, I've rambled quite a bit. Um, any 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 things I've, I've forgotten, guys? Anything uh, anything else to add? Closing statements. The Revenant was a beautiful film, but uh, I only have to see it once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be buying the DVD. I agree with that. I agree. I don't know. You said something about Taco Bell toys earlier, and ever since then, I've just been thinking about Taco Bell. So we can we can go somewhere better than Taco Bell, can't we? Definitely. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Let's do that. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, again, let us know what you think about the new format. Um, definitely do the comics bento thing if you think about it. If that, if that's your bag, and uh, and uh, we love you long time. Taking us out is a track on the subject of human animal hybridization. This is Animal Magic by Professor Elemental from his 2010 album, The Indifference Engine. We actually recently had a listening party with Professor Elemental on Nerdy FM, our nerd music radio station. You can hear this track and lots of others in all nerd genres all the time, whenever you want, on nerdy.fm at that URL, or you can get an app on Apple and Android. So, without further ado, Animal Magic by Professor Elemental. At last, a visitor, I'm pleased you've returned. 
I've script that you need to learn. Apologies, you have to use complex directions. I'm currently avoiding arrest and detection. Expelled from the role of clubs and society. I've been told I lack sanity, even sobriety. So don't lie to me if you need to leave. I've seen the finest men that need to heat and distribute their guts across my hallway floor. We've discussed so before we take our tour. Be sure, stay close, extra tight. Jeffrey, fetch our guest a pipe and prepare the lab, you wretched tight. Damn monkey butler, best get this right. Special guest tonight, you're completely certain. Then step to the right as I draw back the curtain. Animal magic. <laughs> can be understood fully in my homemade zoo by brain swapping with my cranial cutter. I created my apish butler like any explorer, forging new boundaries. I found this astounding and took me an albeak and wings, grafted to a tortoise shell. And now my altoise is doing quite well. Now my chimpan goat's not the prettiest of creatures. My donkey peed had the silliest of features. My lobster roos don't like their claws and my bat traps do fly into doors. But until you've heard the badgermingo sing or fed a tiny fish to a baby mama queen, my dear sir or madam, you've never lived. It's an impressive gift, so treasure this animal magic. I'm not joking. This cage should not be open. My Camille lion might be hiding loose. Oh God, so's the stripy tiger goose. And yes, they're stunning. And yes, they're wondrous. But yes, they're cunning. And they may come for us. If there's rumpus, you're able to run, I trust. Jeffrey, fetch me my blunderbuss. Oh no, don't tell me you're using this mutiny. I just wanted unity. What will they do to me? Trapped, beheaded, oddly sickened. They attach my head to the body of a chicken. Run for your life, they're on a mad stampede. Leaving me combined betwixt man and beast. So strange, so odd in retrospect, perhaps a mistake to play God. Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.